0: Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all.
1: Welcome back for another OG show live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel
2: Down.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again Bass Guy Advance oh, Brother! This is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the palatine.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Bird, your host. Yeah, welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host,
1: Christopher. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water.
2: Happy. you here with the Ventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Rusty
3: Hook
1: Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by...
2: we are listening to the final cast on Paddle Thin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. I'm Matt. And we are brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle, bringing you the best baits that you've never heard of, 100% made in the USA, hand-painted in the USA, and hand-poured in the USA. So go to the website, darkhorsetackle.com, and use promo code PADDLE20 to get 20% off your first monthly subscription.
3: Yeah, and that works for <laughs> any subscription, I believe. It's not just like the weekend warrior or the dapple or the chant box. It works for all of them, so you can pick whichever
2: one you want. It's money. If that's if it works with the chant box, dude, you're going to get some nice bit of money saving there.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite a bit. I'll be honest, like I think it's 79.99, mm-hmm. I think, but I stopped looking at it just because like, I'm always, I, I'm always fine with getting the box, and like, yeah, it was totally worth it, but every time it hits my account, I'm like, oh, man. That was oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sucks. But I can't. I the I, there's no way. I couldn't afford it, but anyway, it's what's going on? What's new?
3: Not a whole lot. Uh, we're getting down. We're getting closer and closer to fall, which means we're getting closer and closer to good fishing and out of the summer crap with low water and poo-poo. I hope so, so man. Dude, me too. Because it's getting like I'm. I'm getting annoyed.
2: You hitting the river this weekend?
3: Uh, maybe on Sunday. I was talking to Justin about it. Doing like a morning float or something.
2: Let's do it. Um,
3: Yeah, dude, I'm definitely down. Because Saturday I got to work, unfortunately, because I'm an adult. Yeah, at least
2: get fish, get some fishing in before, uh, and get off the water before football starts at one p.m exactly which i'm gonna have to do
3: ai uh, i'm gonna have to find the browns again i went through every
2: i got links for you dude. Owned... i got links to you,
3: you? Yep. all right cool that's all i need to know because I, I was scouring through reddit my yep. account got banned uh because i was asking about it uh and then i finally found it in the midway through the second quarter and i was like awesome and then it was like buffering every 30 seconds and then it was fine for like the rest <clears throat> of the quarter Yeah, and then halftime came great for the third quarter. Fourth quarter, the quarter that mattered when Cade York kicked a 58-yard field goal, I literally almost missed that. I would have been ticked.
2: Yeah, I got some links for you to use. I use the link to watch all the UFC events and stuff. Guys, if you're listening to this, do not message me and ask for the links because I'm not going to give it to you because every time people share these links, they get blocked. So I'm not sharing them anymore. (laughs) Yeah,
3: except for me because yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're, we're gonna have we're gonna get into the main topic of the show here in a little bit but me and brad were talking we kind of want to go over what we are getting in these dark horse tackle boxes so yeah, we're everyone...
2: gonna do, do we're gonna do this every month too so when whenever we get a new box we're gonna have a little segment each episode like this
3: and i'm all about it because this stuff's awesome so brad start us off what what what
2: box did you get this month i got the dabble pack that's what i'm subscribed to which i think they raised the price so i think it might be 13 bucks now but you get more stuff. no you get more stuff in the box now which is it's cool uh beforehand you get one crankbait or like two small things you know what i mean so they added uh a couple more things in the box and then uh, raise the price a little bit. So this month I got uh, these Deke Deeks shaky heads. Pretty cool. They're hand-painted. They got screw lock on it. These hooks are freaking sticky. <clears throat> and they paired it They paired it with the Jolly Bait Company, pilgrimite And this is cool because it's black on one side, brown on another side, and you get 12 in a pack. And they look really good on the shaky head that they – uh, scent So that's insane. You get twelve on a pack. I know. I was kind of impressed with that. And they're from uh Node, Kentucky. So that's cool. Not very far. Yeah. Away. Not.
3: I'm about to say not terribly far away from us. Yeah, yeah I but, love how that looks. That looks awesome.
2: Yeah, you can just see it if it's just standing or on the shaky head on the bottom. That thing's just wiggling.
3: Oh yeah. It's gonna, oh yeah. It's gonna get. That's bit. that's gonna be sick.
2: And then the last thing I got was. uh Dark horse or not dark horse? Dark corner, uh, flat sided square uh, square bill. I don't know how deep it is, but man, this thing looks sweet. So it's like, dude, I
3: promise you, anything Dark Corner Customs ever paints, anything he pumps out, is some of the best stuff on earth.
2: Yeah, that's a fifteen dollar bait too. By the way, like if he if you buy it off Dark Corner's website, that's fifteen bucks. And it's it's cool because as like a green face, a red body, that like. Fades down to an orange on the belly. It looks cool.
3: That's sick. What's the? Uh, let me see the lip.
2: Here, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna pull the red light off real quick so you can see it better. I don't know if you oh, see yeah.
3: that, I bet that I bet that'll deflect off rocks well. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not like vegetation as well because of those <clears throat> the big rounded lips help do that. But I think that'll hit a rock and deflect right off of it.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of a. Excited to try this as it gets colder because I hear flat sided crankbaits work in the wintertime. Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, I'm pumped to see what you got, dude. That's all I got in my we- dabble box. So.
3: so, I'm subscribed and I have been since like April to the Dark Horse Tackle Champ box, which is this big black box. Uh, so this month. You get a little card that, you know, tells you all the cost of baits and who makes them. Um, But we'll start with, this is from Lured by Brian. And it is a glide bait. Oh,
2: there you go.
3: Yeah. And this is why I love this box, because you get a glide bait, like, almost every month, which is awesome. So, hand-painted glide bait. It's almost like in a shiner um, style. It's a, a bigger shiner. Um, but yeah, this is a $25 bait. Okay. So we'll do the tally. So 25 bucks for this, which is, in my opinion, is probably underpriced. You could probably sell these for a lot more. Like I've seen them go for a lot more. I have name brain baits that are the same thing that go for seven. What, uh, so. what blank is that? I don't know. I have like three of them and I don't know what the blank is, but it's, I've fished the other two I've got and they're fantastic. Like It it glides. It's a really big, wide glide. It's really reactive. I mean, I'm a big fan of it. Um, Awesome. Which I'm actually probably going to throw it when we go where we're going soon. Because it almost mimics a white bass maybe a little bit. So so we got that. Um, The next thing we got is from Bestel? Beastel? Beastie? Beastie 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 baits um if i can get it out without stab myself because it's getting stuck on the package and i can already see this come back hit my thumb and i'd be mad okay so this is a balsa topwater bait <clears throat> again hand-painted black stripe on the top white on the bottom and what's really cool about it so it has the spinner on the back mm-hmm. and then if you look underneath here the hook the split rings actually inside the bait. So it kind of reminds me of like an older, huh, um, uh, Lord, it's an inset split. Uh, ring.
2: Yeah. So I know it's,
3: it, just- it, it, it stays like that. So it's not going to go get caught at the back or anything like that. And then just, a standard split off the back. Um, but I'm excited to throw this. It's a good profile, uh, balsa. It's fantastic. Balsa is going to take forever to, you know, you, it's, it's hard to beat balsa up too bad when it's on top water and stuff. So it's a bait that's going to last a long time.
2: Yeah, I got you.
3: So, this is also this is twenty five dollars if you bought it directly from BC for the Balsa Topwater. Yeah, so we're at fifty bucks already for two baits. So next, I've got Lure Forge. I also got a flat side, which I'm pumped about. Can get it out. It's not so this from Lure
2: Forge. You said, "Yep, this is from Lure Forge."
3: So this is the flat side mini. See if I can get my camera to focus.
2: Yeah, it's not focusing. <laughs> okay, yeah.
3: So, great color pattern on this. I like the white bottom. Really good attention to detail. Um, and this is that smaller profile bait, which will be great, I think. I mean, I'm probably going to throw it immediately and then continue to throw it into the winter because, like you said, flat sides do tend to get bit because the action's a little bit different, more erratic in the winter and late fall. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh that bait is
4: $21. Good lord. So, so you're we're already at 70. At like, yeah.
3: 71 bucks. Already at 71 bucks, and I got two baits left. That's crazy. So the next bait is the last two baits are both from his name is Bobby Wasabi. Bobby <laughs> Wasabi.
2: Uh, Sorry to laugh at that if you're listening, Bobby.
3: Bobby, we like your baits enough. (laughs) Just, just, yeah, you got a good name. I'm about it. It's funny. I like it. And you make good baits. Um, So this is the
2: Bobby Wasabi Duo Pencil. What is it? Just like a walking bait? It's a,
3: it's a really small walking
2: bait. Dude, you need to throw that on the river,
3: man. I planned on it because it's super small. It's, I feel like it's going to be erratic. Was that like um, three inches? Uh, I'd say, yeah, maybe three, maybe a little shorter or maybe three and a quarter. Um, but I mean, it's again, the attention to detail looking at it. I mean, it's let's see if it'll pick it up. So I it mean, does a little three, bit. There. It's
2: just the camera's bright.
3: Yeah, I know. It's because the stupid light I have behind it to see my ugly face. But. Big fan of this. It already has a feather tr- uh, treble on the rear end. Trebles aren't huge, which is nice. It lets the bait work a little bit better. And the hooks are sticky right out the box, which is great. I don't have to trade out hooks, which is a big plus. Put that one back in there. Uh, that is fifteen dollars. So now we're at eighty-six dollars already. So I've made I've made six bucks. The That's last a good One way to look is at it. exactly. Last one again, old Bobby Wasabi. Karashi, so what is Hirashi. that? <clears throat> it's another topwater, like spook style bait. Um,
2: that looks sweet,
3: yep. And it's got a feathered tail, so I've never thrown anything with a feathered treble, but I'm kind of pumped to try it. So it's in like a bluegill pattern, that's uh, like marabou purple. hair looking. It is, man, and it feels like it. So I'm pumped. I think this is going to have a ton of action underneath the water. Um, I'm really excited to throw this, and it's still not like like the top waters we were talking about last week. Like there's the six cents. Yep. It's still smaller than that. Yeah, by a little bit. So it's gonna. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a little bit better presentation for smallmouth. Great colorways again. Great attention to detail. Um, and this was twelve dollars. So now we're at ninety nine dollars can't be or that. 90 yeah 98 dollars. excuse me so 98 dollars for 80 bucks made 16 dollars, and all these baits come from a small company here in the u.s which is insane
2: yeah they're all hand painted too like these blanks mm-hmm. they're, they're, you can't find blanks in america that's it just is what it is but they hand paint them so
0: yep
3: they say all the blanks are hand painted these guys, they're not like, you know, just from other stuff I've got. Like, this is still like, I don't want to throw it because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. It's still one of my favorite baits that I've gotten from the Dark Horse box.
2: Yeah, that one looks so freaking sweet. It really does. Computer trip bill. I mean, I'm going to have to throw
3: it for the simple fact that it's a flat side so I'm going to have to throw it in the winter. I'm just afraid I'm going to lose it in the river. But, I mean, you get that every month. Like, here's another one I got from the box. Um, This is from Robo, is it, Robo, Ro, Robo, I don't know, but Robusto, Robusto. Yeah. Um, but it's a crawl <laughs> pattern. Shut up. But it's a crawl pattern.
4: Uh, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
3: Really nice looking bait, hand painted, small profile. You know, I can keep going and going because I'm, I'm, I'm having the issue I haven't had in a long time. I'm running out of room, like in boxes. Yeah. Which I have a ton of boxes and I'm a tackle whore. So this is crazy. So
4: you can like, get me some of them.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. <laughs> um, here's another one. That's funky orange. looking. I know, man, but it, I want to throw it. It's another flat side. So I mean I'm gonna be throwing a ton of flat sides this winter just catching fish. I'm pumped.
2: Yeah. hopefully. I mean, <sighs> yeah. I threw one last winter, and I didn't have any any luck on it, but well, Still gonna try it because I mean, um, power fishing in the wintertime. What you can't get better than that. Oh, no, especially if they're starting to hit it. Let's go. I'm about, yeah, it. yeah. So it's gonna be fun.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's our segment for the uh, dull course tackle guys. So if you're interested, go yeah. check them out.
3: Definitely go check them out on Instagram. We go check them out. They also do a podcast, it's not a fishing related podcast, they just talk about random stuff. Brad's been on <laughs> it a couple times. Theory. I mean, it's all over the place, and I love it. It's awesome to listen to. Uh, so it, it kind of gets you out of the grind of being, you know, me and Brad were talking about this. I'm sure there's some viewers who are like this, too, to where you're so into fishing, you almost get a little burnout. Yeah. Which is why, I like, I, like, I hunt. I hunt, and when hunting season starts, I still fish, but I kind of focus on whatever season I'm in. So deer, dove, duck, goose, turkey. It gives me something else to think about, um, and it's a nice reprieve now i have dry suit this year so i'll be hunting or fishing a lot more in the winter but still i'm going to have hunting to back uh, jump over to and so will brad cuz he's coming hunting with me this year and i'm
2: pumped yeah i need to yeah yep i'm burnt out on fishing right now so <laughs> <laughs> i don't it's know all right, next week
3: with... next week it'll you'll be unburned out it'll be good to go hopefully yeah we'll see but okay so this week's show talking about the review of my boat the p127 from bona fide
2: yep you've had it for since june or something
3: I since june uh may i think i got it
2: i don't remember was
3: it june i don't know it's been a couple of months I've, I've had plenty of trips in it to get to know it and enjoy it so oh
2: yeah i'm a fan yeah so um where do you want to start you want to you got a pros and cons list or what? what? I mean, your, your cons list is probably pretty low on them. Then.
3: I mean, it's pretty short. Yeah. Um, I can talk. We can talk about the cons because they're they there. I'll be honest. There's not a lot. Uh, and this has nothing to do with being affiliated with bro bona or anything along those lines. It's just my personal feelings about the boat. Um, from owning other Bonafides fides in the past. And I've said this when we were talking to Hans about the RVR making little... You know, little sidetracks. We like going down stupid rabbit holes all the time. Um, I miss having center console storage.
2: Oh, yeah. Like having the mm-hmm.
3: pod in the SS107, 127, having the dry storage in the RS series. I miss having that storage. I understand why I can't have it. It's not really a con because you either have pedals or you have storage. There's no, <laughs> yeah. Like both. Um, I do miss that. That is one thing. And that has, you know, that's not really a con on the boat. Like I just said, uh, the underseat storage, it's got a weird shape. So it's kind of weird to put anything there. Now, Bonafide's coming out with a, uh, accessory. So that's, that's coming. And then yeah. Gadget has an, something too, right? yet Gadget. It's still in the works. Okay. So it's, it's coming, but the shape is just weird. So I, I, you know, I've, I've tried a couple different things and the way it comes out. So here's your seat. And then underneath there's, it's almost like a, I don't know. It's two slanted straight lines and then it comes straight back to a wall. Mm-hmm. So at the very front of it, it fits almost everything. But the second you get halfway back or more, it gets really narrow and nothing can fit there. You can't you. really stuff stuff underneath the seat, which kind of sucks. Like a,
2: like a tackle box. You can't put yeah, all, all the way say. back.
3: Exactly. So I can get it like right underneath my feet to where I can see the front of my plano edge boxes, but I can't push them any farther back or it just won't go like it's, you know, so that's, that's a con. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, the amount of track space you have on this boat is great. I just wish there was either a built-in cup holder, and this is just a convenience thing for me, a built-in cup holder on one of the sides. Mm-hmm just because the cup holder on the boat is where the pedal drive goes down which is great for like if you're in a lake or something along those lines but in deep water but if you're like on the river for example which it's not my river boat but that's all i've used yeah i've I've, like (laughs) well even it makes
2: sense it's your new boat you want to use it
3: exactly and we fish a ton of rivers typically other lakes around here suck um, or you'll get murdered by a boater. So we don't really go on them too often. Um, but the cup holder is right in the center of that center, like cover. Oh so,
2: yeah. The black cover.
3: Yeah. So I have to take, when I take that, if I put my cup there, I, when I take that off to pull the drive up and I'm going to shallow water, I have to draw uh, drag, I've got to move my now gene back. And it just, I don't yeah. ever put it there because it gets annoying to have to do that. There is two little cutouts right behind like center with me, my seat I can put it there, but it'll fall over. Cause there's nothing. So it'd be nice if there was, you know, in that cutout at the very end, right where your seats at, if it was like a little raised piece to where you could put something in there and it was not going to fall over. Um,
2: that, uh, that design on the, on the uh, black cover for the uh, pedal design. That's actually a native design. I it think. is. Yeah, so it is. Not- yeah. It's, it's,
3: everything drive related on the boat is native yeah pretty much like it's all native design it came off the titans and the native propel drives and stuff which is awesome because it's tried and true like it's not gonna it's not gonna go bad but uh i do wish there was some tracks on the opposite side like right next to where like on this side you have your uh rudder control i mm-hmm. wish there was a track on that other open space which i could put one there yeah. I'm just lazy and want it to come on the boat. But the more stuff you come on the boat, the more expensive the boat is. So I'm fine with doing that stuff. Just you know, that's about that's really about the only cons. The tank well in the back is a little small. If like it it's
2: a black pack though, don't it?
3: It fits a black pack, but if you wanted to put, like, for example, the boondocks on it, which is a big selling point for this boat, is having the boondocks where they lift yeah. up and you have it all contained. Mm-hmm. You can't use a black pack 16 by 16. You have to use a 13 by 16. And you can't, like, what I use is the Yak Gadget uh, Low Pro XL. <clears throat> I can't use that crate with boondocks, which is oh. the only b- big reason I haven't bought the boondocks yet. Because when I go, like, yeah, I could take them off and stuff for bigger lake trips, but because I don't really use the the low pro that often on the river. I just have yeah, the tackle boxes it. back there and call today. Um, I'm actually thinking about getting the real small one just so everything's organized. Um not even all put my rod rods, holders on it. No, cuz all my rods sit horizontal on the rod sagers because yep. especially like that's no matter what like if if tomorrow I was told, "Hey man, we took your bonafide boats and we're giving you sun dolphin sit-ins." I find a way to get stagers on it for the simple fact that that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the best accessory I've ever put on a boat, hands down, no question asked. Like yeah. it's amazing.
2: I agree. It's it's so simple too, but uh, yeah, it works are- good on almost every boat. Like I I haven't seen the kayak that it hasn't worked on yet.
3: Well, no, because it's so adjustable. I mean, you can make them super tight if you want, or you can yep. kick them all the way out, which like on the last trip I experienced or experimented a little bit with getting them tighter to the boat, and I actually liked it a lot more. I had more oh, yeah. room than I thought I did um, than having them kicked out. So I like them that's tight great. tight to me too. Yeah, exactly. But see, if I go on the lake or something and I want to take, because I can comfortably, <laughs> like they're set up for three rods a piece, I can comfortably get four or five on each, just kind of like feng shuiing them over top of each other yeah but if i wanted to take six rods or eight rods with me i could put the stagers on the other side and kick those all the way out so they don't get in the way of the rudder control so i can still take a ton of rods with me have them all be flat so i'm not i don't become a windmill or a sail or anything like yeah. that with my rods sticking up um so yeah i'm a huge fan of those that has nothing to do with the boat but go to yackgetcher.com and buy some rod stagers you
2: won't be unhappy i promise what was that first uh con that you said because i was going to say something i just forget
3: uh the first con I said was what did I say Oh the dry pod dry storage.
2: Oh remote. yeah. It, it would be cool like for people that don't want to use the pedals it would be cool if they made like a little dry pod that drops in there.
3: Either a drop in or something like if they had something underneath where you can like a, a insert now, the more inserts you have, the more chance you have a leaks, But if you had like yeah. an insert up into it, you can screw like a cover onto it or something. Um, but yeah, drop and tripod. I, I that wouldn't be hard to do either. I don't think so. I mean, it would be fairly Probably simple.
2: Not. They'd have to so. come off, come out with like the hardware to make it work and stuff too. But
3: yeah, but it wouldn't. I don't think it would be the hardest thing in the world. Nah. Um. But yeah, those are really the only cons. I mean, I'm sure while we're talking, I might think of something else. But that's pretty much like all I can think of. Cause everything else I have had zero issues with the boat. Other than that, it, it goes super shallow, but we'll get into that. So what do you think?
2: how do you feel about the weight of it overall?
3: Heavy, but not heavy enough to not want to drag it, but it's, I have, so if, if I didn't have wheels or a cart, cause I have a cart, if I didn't have a cart, I probably wouldn't take it on the river as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Cause it makes getting the boat there so much easier. Um, even to the point, even with your boat, like you have a sholey and that's a lighter boat. Uh, I wouldn't say lighter. I mean, it's a lighter boat. Um,
4: yeah.
3: And you still like using my cart over long distances for the simple fact. It just makes it get there easier. So uh, heavy, but not heavy enough for me to really care. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, I got you. I was just wondering because people, they they hear pedal drive and they're like, oh, it's going to be too heavy.
3: Yeah, and I actually talked to a guy today about that. We were looking at my trailer, and he was like, you know, it's a pedal drive. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I took my boats out or my kayaks out, and I realized like, man, I really want to pedal drive, but they're so heavy. I was like, yeah, they are, but you got to think you're only – it's only heavy getting it there and getting it out. Yeah. Like when you're dragging, I haven't come up to a situation where I haven't been able to drag stuff. And with my pedal drive up, there's only been one one spot that I couldn't go through really shallow water like you did in I was going right through it. In the boat without having to go out and drag it. So
2: I will say, just by watching you on our river floats, like I'm impressed how shallow that thing drafts. Like the gunnels look huge on that thing, but it still drafts pretty shallow.
3: Yeah, I about to say. I mean, it, it's. I haven't had any major issues, and even with the drive-in, I think the shallowest. Because I remember asking, we were on a river trip float. It was I think it was the first time that we were out, and I had to drive in on the river. And I said, "How how deep are we?" And you said, "I think you said like a foot or less." Yeah. And I was like, "Man, my drive's still in." And it was great. Yeah, it was like, like, like I, one
2: point two feet. Or
3: yeah, like and that. the drive drive was still in, and I felt like mm-hmm. I had a little bit more to go because I was going all the way up there. There's rocks. I know there's rocks there, and I wasn't hit anything. So I probably could have gone down another two or three inches and been okay. So but you
2: can you can smack that thing off of rocks too, and it's pretty durable
3: yeah i mean the the design of the the drive which is when we first saw it at the cincinnati expo that's what one thing we did say i mean that's a durable drive like i know i've hit a couple rocks not paying attention with my skeg as hard as i possibly could to where it it came up i didn't have the it locked in so it could bounce up and it came up and took the cover off and i like and i heard the the prop hit the bottom of the boat and then go back down and i looked after and it has a little scratch there's no dents there's no chips just scratched
2: if it's you awesome. if you had a hoe, you probably would have bent the mast.
3: <laughs> I actually just did. I watched a video today. A guy out. He was in the middle of the ocean, and he's just pedaling. And this is he's probably in forty foot of water, just pedaling. And all you hear is and he pulled up his three sixty drive, and it was just dead.
2: So oh I like, man, dude, that sucks. That's
3: that was like that sucks big time. He doesn't have a motor or anything, so he, he went back. The it was funny because he went back. He told his wife, "Yeah, my pedal drive broke. I need to replace it." And she's like, "Okay." And the next picture is him in a boat like a full, like <laughs> offshore boat. And she's like, what is this? He's like, I told you the drive was broken. So it was funny. But, is funny, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any lack of confidence in the drive. I really think I can beat the thing up and just with regular maintenance, you know, I think it's every time you get out of the water, you're supposed to clean it, which I haven't been doing that. So sorry. Like, um,
2: how like clean it how just spray it off that's
3: i don't know that's why i haven't been cleaning it because i was like what i'm just i'm in fresh water i'm just gonna spray it off with fresh water like i don't understand the whole (laughs) cleaning it aspect of it like i don't get it uh uh now this would like this is something we could reach out to justin and really tickle our fancies on because he's had the native drive in a titan for a long time same drive so he probably knows i know every year you're supposed to re-grease it Um, yeah which you have to buy a grease gun and all that, but the native sells a kit. I'll probably just spend the extra money and get the kit because it's easy. Well, you can um, get a
2: discount on it anyway. I don't know if
3: I get it through native.
2: I, I figured you would.
3: I don't think so. Cause they have their own team too. Like it's huh. a completely separate team from us. Um, I don't know. Maybe I see now I got to ask about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, I know you said you had some questions. So what kind of questions do you have?
2: Well, we were already going through them, dude. This is exactly what I was going to ask. Oh, so all right, cool. Um, all right, so we hit cons and stuff, which is I figure would be a short list. Um, you've never been in the SS one twenty seven, right?
3: Uh, I've been in an SS one twenty seven, but not for a long enough period of time. I've, I've been in the SS one o seven. Oh um, yeah,
2: th- that's right. I want, I want to see what your take is on the seat difference.
3: Okay. So the P one twenty seven seat, I'll be straight up front and honest with you. I've never been in it without the kayak cushion in it. And I have the extra thick, extra firm kayak cushion because I'm a creature of comfort. And if I'm uncomfortable same conversation today with the dude about duck hunting, if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to want to do it. So if you're fishing for a long periods of times on floats and you're uncomfortable, you don't want to do it. Um, I can say that I love the RS. I still have an RS. A buddy's using it right now, but I still have an RS. And I hated taking that on floats because I was uncomfortable. Now, caveat to that the P127 with the kayak cushion is a super comfortable seat. I've never complained about it to where my seat's uncomfortable. I've never had to sit there all day and do this. Um, but compared to the SS series seat, the SS series seat, in my opinion, is the best seat you could ever have on any boat, hands down. There's almost no comparison to it. I could sit in that seat at a ball game and be fine.
2: I agree with that, dude. Because I've I've been in the uh... <laughs> Brian just popped in and he left quickly. Uh, Jimmy, it's like the it third person.
3: I bet yeah. I bet they're like clicking on the wrong group. But anyway. <laughs>
2: But, yeah, I've been in the SS-127 seat, and I agree that seat is the best seat I've ever sat in on a kayak. And I've fished out of a Hobie numerous times, and I still think the Bonafide seat's better.
3: Yeah, I mean, I fished out of a Hobie, and like John's Hobie, I fished out yeah. of that one time. And the, don't get me wrong, the Hobie seat's not, like, uncomfortable, but the SSC is so much better. Like, I wish there was a way they could have put that SSC on the P-127.
2: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't try to. I
3: don't either. Maybe I don't know if it was maybe a support thing. Maybe they moved Probably the, the motion display. of
2: the pedal drive somehow. I don't know.
3: Possible. I know with pedal drives you want to be in a like a, a slouch inclined like an yeah. inclined position to where you're sitting back and up because it makes it easier to pedal. Um, I don't know, but the SSC hands down is better, but the P120 seat is comfortable like i can sit in it especially with the kayak cushion i don't really like i have degenerative disc disease it doesn't bother me i can then we've gone on floats where we've been out there eight or nine hours and i've been fine yeah.
2: so yeah we did that this weekend mm-hmm. i've never once heard you say that like oh my back hurts yeah i'm yeah. sure you've heard me saying a few times
3: <laughs> yeah about? i mean i uh, occasionally like i haven't heard you but when i was in the rs though i know i said it a lot um where i was having to stand up and now when i stand up i'm standing up because the p127 is so stable yeah that we're just going to another pro it's so stable i mean i can we've been going down some decently moving water and i've stood up and fished the bank sideways and i haven't felt uneasy at all
2: i mean i've got go ahead my bad no you're good uh, I I went through uh, a set of rapids down near Miami'sburg once in the P127 stand up casting.
3: Yeah, dude, it's the stability is as, as as good or better than the SS series. Yeah. Um which says a lot cuz they're they're known for stable boats. Uh I mean, this weekend I did the I have a rogue drag strap on the front of my boat. Same thing you did with your anchor <laughs> strap and I got a crankbait stuck in it. And I didn't hesitate at all to take a step up there get over there bend down get it
2: out and then go back yeah that's cool i man see that's the thing i just haven't been in a 120 p 127 yet and i i want to experience that stability just to see the difference i miss yeah, my every kind 127 man i miss it
3: <laughs> every time we go out i'm like yeah man before we get out you just get on the boat or something or you take it out this time i'll take the sholey and then we just never do it so i know
2: it's pretty <laughs> stupid
3: <laughs> I'll just bring the SS next time we go. And then you just take the P and I'll take the SS.
2: I, I told I, me and Justin say that all the time. We're like, all right, I'm going to try. I'm going to try your Kusa HD out. And he's like, all right, I'll try the Sholi. It never happens. Have you still not been in his Kusa? I've been in a Kusa, but not long enough time to, you know, yeah. really. Yeah. To
3: really know play with it. Yeah. It's understandable. But yeah, we need to, We need to just get you on it so you can just enjoy it. I need to finish getting the motor. Here comes a rabbit hole. Whatever. I need to finish getting the motor wired and the rudder wired on the SS
4: so I can take that
3: out more. Because I have that. Like, I'm looking at my motor guide. It just sat here for, like, five months because I have the pedal drive now, so I don't really use it. But I want to put it on the SS series for Stacy.
2: Think she could use it and And use the motor? I think she could. She, I mean, she
3: doesn't like standing up anyway. So, like, the yeah. only thing I'd worry about is her standing up on or on spot and it, turning at mock Jesus, and throwing yeah. her off the boat. That almost so,
2: happened to me on the pursuit, man.
3: Dude, that almost happened to me on the on Dale Hollow this year on the RS. <laughs> I literally was standing up, spot locked, and it was like, you know what? No. <laughs> and I like sat there one legged for a second. I mean, I testament to the RSs. That. I don't know because the wind pushes it off and it has to come back and point into the wind. And it's just the sketchiest <laughs> thing to ever happen.
2: We were at, uh, me and Chris Yalk was up at, uh, the reservoir one time, a couple years ago. Yep. And I had my, I had my motor and I was sitting here. It was just like, I don't even know what it was doing. He was like, you need to throw that thing away. I'm like, oh, no. I can't stand. So it.
3: the, the bad thing with that reservoir is it's so high off the ground it gets crosswinds and it's not a steady crosswind. Like it'll come from one way and then another way and then another way. And how that motor spot locks you is it points you into the wind. So the constant wind changes, like, so. I think that's why at the, re- yeah, dude, I think that's why the reservoir motor is poo poo. Yeah. I mean, a pedal drive is, I, in my opinion is better there than a motor because a pedal drive, you can just keep pointed in whatever direction you want. Yeah. So
2: no, Justin proved that. I mean, he sat there the whole time and I was just frustrated.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then I know the time we went, we were going across the middle of the reservoir. You were dragging my RS and I almost died. Yeah. That was sketchy. That was stupid. <laughs> that was not smart. Don't be like us. That was the stupidest thing we've done in boats, probably
4: going it's over like 70 foot of water. Hour
3: yeah. <laughs> well, it was my own fault because I went out there with a paddle kayak.
4: At Midway USA, we know the AR 15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history.
3: yeah it place sucks
2: day. with a paddle it sucks yeah with a paddle. It,
3: you can't do it i mean i you can't do it it's not possible uh i i did it and i say it's not because if you weren't there i would have had to get out because the wind was pushing me so much into the rocks i would have had to got out drug my kayak all the way around like i wouldn't be able to get back in and paddle through the wind it was that
2: bad. you, you would have probably had to stay right around the edges all the way around which is a long paddle
3: it's a long paddle and I'm getting, I was getting bashing into rocks every five seconds. Like it, ugh, ugh, I'll never do that again, <laughs> but that sucked. That sucks so bad. Um, next pro I'm a fan of, it has the same SS, you know, thing as the internal storage. So oh, I like internal that the hatch system is great. Opens up both ways. You can take it off completely. Um, I fit six rods to eight rods in there comfortably along with my paddle and life vest. Uh it comes with the tray, which is dope. So you don't have to that buy a tray sweet. separate. Yeah, that's that's I like that. Um do I use my tray? No. But <laughs> the only reason I don't use it is because I don't I still haven't got my fish finder rigged up for the river on that boat
2: mm-hmm.
3: for the simple fact mm-hmm. that I just don't have the time and when i do have the time it's not something i want to do like i'm just being i'm procrastinating at doing it um but that's where i'm going to put a battery for a fish finder like when we especially when we go back down to dale hollow or anything like big big water i'll have a battery in there for my fish finder and things like that so well that's cool but yeah the internal storage is nice whether you're doing
2: kayak camping (laughs) <laughs> that, that's the one thing bonafide that's another thing bonafide's always done really well is the storage I, mm-hmm. that stability is what always had me coming back to him
3: yeah i mean there i mean i've been in a few different boats like i've been in your sholy and don't get me wrong it's a good boat just for me coming from uh the ss and the p127 side and even the rs i think the rs is a little bit more stable than the sholy is like you can stand in it but you can tell it wants to rock with you a little bit more. It's not really, like, yeah. solid. Um, Hobies are super stable, I but I still feel more comfortable in a bona fide stability-wise. Yeah. Hobies I mean, still just,
2: got that rock, man. It does. It,
3: even the big, like, the PAs have, the PA-14s yeah. have that rock, which is crazy. It's a 14-foot kayak, and it still has that rock, and it's noticeable. It's not, like, um, it's not like I'm picking at stuff, like, oh, yeah, it's got a little rock. Like, it has noticeable rock. Like, I feel it.
2: When you you got a guy like Chad Hoover standing on the gunnel of a one twenty seven, you know it's stable.
3: Well, you got a guy like Chad Hoover standing on the gunnels of the RS one seventeen. Yeah, that's his new like one of his new favorite boats. He loves fishing out of is the RS one seventeen. He loves fishing. He just made a video of it. Of like he said, I think he says something along the lines like best budget kayak you can buy. Huh? Which is, I mean. And I had it and I love that boat. Like, it wouldn't hesitate. I wouldn't be hesitant at all to say, Hey, you got to take that boat back out and be like, Oh, okay. I mean, sure, it's fine. I don't <laughs> dislike it at all. I'll put a kayak cushion on it. I'm not going to lie and be like, Oh, yeah, everything about it's great. I'll put yeah. a kayak cushion on it. But I mean, it's got, you know, a bunch of stuff. Want some frogs?
2: No. Oh, <laughs> I
3: I know and I don't throw them here either Which I got told I was stupid for not doing that The other day by somebody I know He's like yeah I throw frogs in Ohio all the time and get bit all the time I was like
2: well good cool. for you
3: I'm gonna say that's cool I don't So cool <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what other Like pros there's so much I mean I've gone through them pretty quick though That's the only thing I've been I get on something I get excited and start talking about it Uh, What else do I got what else is there?
2: There's so much. How, how does it paddle compared to pedaling?
3: That's what I wanted to talk about. So you would think a 129 pound boat, and I'm talking about with the drive-in, and this is the scenario the drive is still in, that boat paddles fantastic. Like I have no, like I didn't bring the paddle or the pedal drive this last weekend. I paddled the whole thing <clears throat> and I wasn't tired. It paddled great. It tracked well you know for a boat with big gunnels and big rockers it tracked fantastic
2: i will say man talking about tracking here that kayak compared to the ss127 everybody knows the ss has a that issue of the back end floating around you stay pointed pretty well but you probably also mess with that rudder a little bit too no you?
3: so when you came up to me uh saturday you're like oh do you you have you, what did you say Do you 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 have have
2: your rudder pointed it toward the wind?
3: Yeah, that's what you said. And I was like, no, dude, my rudder's up. I haven't touched it, like, for the last hour. And I was just dead center. Like, I wasn't moving at all. Yeah, you are pointed
2: how you wanted to be
3: positioned. Exactly, which which was great. And the only time I'll use the rudder, like, a lot. Mostly, I don't use the rudder for two reasons. One, I forget that I have one, so I don't use it. (laughs)
2: unless you got the pedals in
3: unless I had the pet like if I have the pedals in I'm like oh yeah I've got a rudder I got to use it but when I don't have the pedals in and the time I remember is if I'm facing sideways floating with the current I'll point my rudder uh upstream and it'll keep me straight sideways and I won't move so I can literally just float down and cast
2: that's the only thing
3: I'll have to do is back off the the bank after 40 feet or so because it'll start pushing me into the bank and i'll just back off of it and it's great
2: yeah the uh so that rudder it actually even though it's up it's it's still sitting in the water of like four inches so it's still doing something
3: yeah it's it's definitely doing something um but it's to the point that i'm not messing with it i'm not touching it i pretty much leave it in the straight position when i'm like when i'm trailering it or whatnot i was always i was super worried i was like dude something's gonna come up and smash my rudder or something and we already found that i mean they can break <laughs> me and brad broke the first one in ohio the um, only
2: the only time i was ever gonna get in one and it broke <laughs> and i couldn't get in it yeah
3: and it broke good like we broke it broke it yeah. um but no i mean it's it i just keep it in that forward spot and i'm I don't really. I think Saturday I may have taken it down one time because I was facing sideways and it was being dumb um, to where it was just windy for no reason, and uh, I put it down and it it kept me there, and then I pulled it back up when we went shallow, and I don't I forgot about it the rest of the day. So
2: I would like to see. To so is it a freestanding rudder? So if it hits something, it'll like pop up.
3: Yes. Yeah, it'll pop I, up.
2: I'd like to see you use that in some deeper stretches. Just just see how it reacts.
3: Yeah, I mean, so when we were to, oh, while I'm paddling, yeah, and not pedaling, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can. I've got a place we can test that. I'm gonna bring the pedals because I'm not gonna do that all day. But yeah. I have a place where we get annoyed by small boats and stupid rowers. That's deep enough where I could do that. <laughs> so
2: everybody knows where that is.
3: <laughs> not everybody. I'm sure there's someone who doesn't.
2: Um, yeah. But yeah,
3: yeah, we could try that and see. Do a little experiment.
2: Yep, I like messing with stuff
3: like that. Just, just to see. Yeah, I mean, I like knowing the 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 uh, limits of what something to, can do and what I'm able, like the capability. So if I don't have my rudder or my pedal system and I'm paddling, I know. Oh well, this would be perfect time to pop my rudder in because it'll do X, Y, and Z. Yep. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's that. I do like this is a pro and a con. See, I told you I'd have other cons. So the way the bungee set up in the tank well is, it's basically bungeed all the way around, and then you have two little clips that come out, and you can lock those on whatever you want. Really cool for the black packs, low pros, flambos, milk crates, lunchbox, whatever you want to use. What sucks about it is they will. I can. They will not stretch far enough to reach. So if I don't have something in there, there is no. I can't use the the bungee system. Like it won't oh. go over top of anything. So like in and when I we're on the river and stuff, I don't bring the low pro. But I would love to be able to take my bungees all the way across. So if I do, God forbid, flips or something, my tackle's not just going to fly out. Like it'll hit something and want to stay yeah. in there. I got you. And or something to put my over my lunchbox or something. So it's, it's in there and it's not free floating. Um, and they cannot do that, which and that that's a con. The pro of it is when I have the low pro in, I mean, it clamps down and doesn't move.
2: Yeah. Like You're talking about the little Omni hooks.
3: Yeah. The little Omni hooks go in there, hold down and they put pressure down. It, it doesn't move. Um, which is cool. Like I can trailer my, low pro on the back of my kayak and I'm, and I'm not worried about it going anywhere. Like it's perfect. Yeah. Um, one other thing about the tank. Well, that's annoying. Uh, another con. So the tank. Well, isn't a flat piece. Like it's not just uniform all the way across on the two corners. It's got basically steps and then they step down into the tank. Well, mm-hmm. that sucks for two reasons. A. It was made for the black packs. That's what yep. it was made for. I'll just say it. It was designed for only the black packs. Um, so if you don't have something that fits that same footprint, like my Low Pro, I can finagle both the feet that come off the Low Pro box to fit on just a sliver of each side. But nine times out of 10, <laughs> it'll shift to where it'll yep. fly in. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Does it still work like it's supposed to? Yes. Do I hate how it looks? Yes it just bothers me too yeah dude it just that's all just it's the little stuff that just bothers me like i wish like one thing i'm thinking about doing i want to get like not wood or anything but i want to get like something starboard like plastic starboard i couldn't think what it was starboard and just make it flat all the way across that'd be cool like, yeah, that's all. And I would drill holes like right where the scuppers are, just drill a hole. So I still have all my scupper holes back there and they're not covered up and works out perfect. Um,
2: You just mentioned scupper holes and it reminded me of something I was going to say earlier, uh, referring to the cup holder. I recently saw a product. It was a cup holder and then it had scupper plugs on the bottom. So you put the cup holder in a scupper hole. Oh, that's kind of cool. I was like, yeah, hey, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. I don't know who makes it. I can't remember. I don't know.
3: I might look at that. I mean, I have a yet Gadget cup holder that, like I said, I wish there was a track right here. I'm just going to add a track there and put it right there. The bat, the only issue with that is I, that spot where that would be, it's almost, it's going to get in the way, which sucks. Yeah. So I just wish it was more in the boat or molded to where it sits down. I don't know. It's just me nitpicking stuff. Um, uh, another thing, not a huge fan of. I wish it was like three inches wider.
2: The whole kayak?
3: Yeah. For the simple fact that there's a lot of track space. Like for the uh, stagers, works fine. Don't need to worry about it. But like my fish finder, I can't have it. I would rather have it farther up. Uh huh. But I can't. Because if I have it farther up, I have to, like, if, if I'm looking at the boat, I have it up here. I have to cant it out and then back with the mount because my pet is in the way of the pedal stroke. So oh, I either have to do gotcha. that or put it really close, like right here, which I'm just, for me, I it's in my workspace, as I like to say. And I don't like a whole lot of stuff cluttering my workspace, and it's right there. So it's just kind of in the way. Um, Like, it's right where I would go to net a fish. Um, so it'd just be something I had to fight and with there being no with there being no like dry pot or anything there's no way I can mount it in the middle which is where I'd rather mount it is right in the center of everything yep so and i understand again why i can't do that but i just wish could to be
2: sick yeah i got so. you. that makes a lot of sense like i wouldn't like it on those front tracks either
3: yeah so i mean it's almost uh, Like I, that's another big reason why I haven't mounted it and been using it because I haven't found a
2: place. I really like it. Um, it would be cool to put it on your right side, put a track on that side and put it right there. Yeah.
3: Like right here, right here. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing with that is I I'd have to kick my rod stagers out farther.
2: Oh, that's right.
3: So, so that sucks. Um, and I'd have to like if it's right here. I like to bring the fish right to like where I'm sitting, so I can just turn and net. And yeah. if it's right here, it's in the way of that action still. So I'd I'd rather have it being farther away. I mean, I have a 10 inch screen, so like
2: oh, you net on the it right can, side.
3: I'll net on both sides. I don't okay. care.
2: But I, I like always to net have, on the left side.
3: <laughs> I just like having options of so I don't have to like if I catch the fish. Because there'll be times you like you know, we'll be going down the bank like this, and I'll cast in front of me, especially with moving baits, so I'm not because then you're just fighting it coming back, and I just I I don't know. Subconsciously I feel like nothing's gonna hit it because it looks weird coming that way because it's fighting the current or fighting your rod. Um, so I'll cast downstream when we're going downstream. Now, when I'm going upstream, obviously I cast upstream, but anyway. So I'll get fish on that side and I'll set the hook and I'll fight them over here unless they like, once they go to the left, I'll move, and then the left side's open, and I'll, I'll net them there all day long. But I won't I won't force the fish to go one way or the other. Like, if I get a fish on the right side and he's tired, I'm going to net him on the right side. I'm not going to try to force him around the front of my kayak, and maybe he gets a second wind, and that's when he decides to bulldog, and he hits a rock just right, and it pops a bait out <laughs> of his mouth. Like, yeah. I would I would be so I if that happened. I
2: always tend to to fight the fish towards my left side. I don't know why. Just how I've always done it.
3: Yeah. And if like in my, and this is, again, this is probably just me subconsciously, but when it comes to fishing, I tell a lot of people subconscious and your, your confidence really do play a, like make a, you know, impact. Like if you're throwing a bait, you're confident in, you're going to work. I mean, it's just, it's overall, it's going to be a better experience. And If you're throwing a bait that you're not super confident in, it's going to be annoying. You're not going to throw it. So, Could I? Am I able to fight a fish where I want it to? Yes, but if that fish is fighting me to the right and I'm trying to force him left, I'm putting more pressure on that bait that I might not have a great hook set in because I can't always see it. So I'd rather give the fish the benefit of the doubt. If he wants to go right, I'll let him go right, and I'll just I'll force him all the way. Like I've had fish behind me where I've had to stand up and I follow the fish. And then I wait, I'm waiting for that fish because fish will go and they'll either bulldog or they'll go and then they'll they'll be like an NFL receiver on a hitch route and they'll just stop and turn. <laughs> and I'll I'll wait and right when I feel that slack, I'll flip the other way and I'll go with him again. And I'll get that I'll get the tension back. So I just don't want to have to force a fish anyway. That's just me, maybe, but
2: I don't know. I guess it's just the way I I always cast out the left side anyway, so. Yeah, so
3: you're doing this pretty much the same concept I'm doing just on the other side Um, So I guess I could Put, because my left side is pretty much open
2: You just uh, got your rudder there Rudder control
3: Yeah, but I mean the rudder control is right here So I can push this a little bit farther up and use it Right there, and it's not really in the way I just, I don't know, I don't like looking to the left I'm just a loser when it comes to that There's a lot of things in my brain that's like Don't do that, that's stupid So I don't do it (laughs) so that's funny uh but it's just like what i tell everyone when it comes to fishing stuff it's it's finding what works for you what me and brad do might you might hate and never want to do it and might think oh that's stupid i don't know why they do it that way well we do it that way because it works for us
2: and you do it whatever stupid. way
3: it, well yeah we've proven <laughs> that but it works for us i mean if you want to be super awesome and clip a fish finder to your face if that works for you do it like who, cares?
2: dude that's a million dollar idea right there. Like a virtual reality, like fish finder glasses.
3: Yeah. Until you're not paying attention, you run into a riffle going backwards <laughs> or you get high centered on a rock and flip. I would suck. I do
2: that. I do that anyway without. glasses. I
3: know I've, I've watched it.
2: <laughs> Dude. It's like but, I, I wait last minute to like adjust because I want to get that last cast in above a riffle.
3: Yeah. Like I've I've. Dude, I've, I've done that one time and I was like, dude, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, cause I got, I, I lucked out. I got pinned on a rock going sideways, but the boat didn't like jump the rock. It just pinned me right there. And then I stopped.
2: The good thing about fides, man.
3: Well, yeah, it pinned me. And I was like, well, I can actually fish from this. And I started
2: fishing. I got a fish on a jig. Like right then it was awesome. Um, the inflatable though. That's how, I, that's exactly what you just explained is exactly how I flipped it. I hit that rock. Right when I hit it, it pushed me up on the rock, and then the current pushed the side that was in the water. Not on not on the rock. It just flipped it. Easy. Yeah. Just
3: flipped it easy. Well, it's because you're sitting on top of the water. You're not actually in the water. Yeah. So I mean it was way easier for it to get that just that little bit of tension to make that one go. Yep. And it was and thing it like fast nothing. water. So it was just boom. I guess it's a good thing you didn't die. yeah and that was sucked
2: yeah i wouldn't have known
3: that's true because she'd be dead yep uh (laughs) (laughs) um i'll tell you what this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i was in the p127 so i guess it has something to do with it i caught that first fish on that jig and i was i was getting the fish in you know Putting it in the water getting my catchboard out measuring it putting it back in the water taking a picture and the time I did, I was underneath like in a tree and I hate that because spiders like to crawl on you and stuff. I hate that
2: too man
3: dude but I looked up and there was like three gnarly looking brown disgusting spiders climbing up this branch at the same time and I was like oh no 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 so I grabbed I looked at a branch grabbed it and pushed off and I swear the rest of the day I felt stuff on my head I've done that like, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was doing like this. And at one point, uh, uh, like a butterfly landed on my neck and I went back there and just grabbed it and crushed it. And I oh, looked at it's a butterfly and I was like, oh man, that sucks. I'm just washed off. And <laughs> we got out of the water or got out and we were wade fishing at one point, And I literally dunked my head and my hat and everything in the water. That's how you, I was like, I'm not, That's
2: what yeah. you gotta do. so Dude, it was, uh, I had I felt like it all day me and justin both had spiders all over our kayak on uh labor day when we went down the river Uh. we sat in some grass like because it Mm -hmm. it kept us still and i had spiders all over the front they were crawling all over the deck it was oh was shuddering
3: oh yeah dude i hate spiders like i'm just not like i'm i'll kill them like i'm not like oh no spider and like run away Dude, I don't like them. They're just creepy.
2: Uh, (laughs) Jay Jay and Brian came up and visited one time. They floated the Great Miami with us, and uh, Brian don't like spiders. He went under a tree like that, and he flipped out. (laughs) I was like, I looked over. I was like, "You all right?" He's like, "Yeah, I saw a spider. I hate spiders." Like, oh, I don't blame Brian.
3: He hates spiders. He hates alligators. Like, I don't know how he fishes at all.
2: Yeah, it's whatever.
3: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I've had zero problems with the boat, like mm-hmm. using it. I know some people, the first batches came out, some of the rudder, like the in plastic inserts were coming loose, so they weren't able to turn. Um, yeah. But it was, I mean, those are the first ones that shipped. I didn't have any issue. Bonafide addressed it pretty quick on the second, second run, which I got like the second or third run of it um didn't have any issues with it worked out great wasn't a i mean i've had no workable issues with that boat so far um yeah i've been super happy with it
2: i know i just by looking at you fishing out of it and stuff i can tell you're really enjoying it so oh yeah i mean
3: i'm It's a lot more, I have a lot more confidence because it is more stable in the RS. So even in moving water, like I said, I can stand up. I did that in the RS too, but there was some rock in it. So at some points if the water is moving too quick, I didn't feel super comfortable doing it. So I didn't do it. And I I think I missed a couple of casting opportunities that way. Um, Mostly now there's one stretch that has some overhangs that, because I can stand in that water that's moving. I can stand up and I can, Skip really well when I'm standing, and I can skip a jig up underneath stuff and get fish I couldn't do before because when I'm sitting, I just my rods are too long, and yeah. yeah, it's just I just can't get the right angle. But when I'm standing up, I can skip all day long, so it's opened that up too. So, I mean, overall, I mean, I, I'd have to rate from all the boats I've been in a, a, a solid nine out of ten, maybe an eight and a half, I'll give it an eight and a half out of ten because nothing's close to perfect. There's right. some issues that I, I wish were fixed, um, but there's pros and cons there's a reason why they designed the boat
2: that way so I'll just take it and enjoy it I'm hoping I I'm getting one next year still I don't know we'll see I think you should I think I do miss I miss the Bonafide. I do it's a good boat
3: yeah but I mean there's something to say about that Sholey though on the <clears throat> river like it's
2: no that that thing like I said it points the way I want to point it to I fish with my buddy will he's in a hobie outback. He was like, dude, it take like, he's like, I love my outback, but you stay pointed where you want to be. I'm like, I know. That's nice.
3: <laughs> that big, long float we took in spring, and I had the RS, and we had to carry over that dam and everything. I remember watching Justin just stay pointed. I know. And I was like, dude, it's so annoying. And he came over. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, dude, you just, I move all the time. This RS goes all over the place without a rudder or anything. <laughs> He's like you don't even move. He's like, yeah, it's a I was like, yeah, that's stupid. Like why?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, but yeah, I'm super f- pumped for the uh, RVR though. I know. You getting one? I'm getting Oh, I'm getting one. I'm, the second yeah. that I I can pre-order it, I'm getting one.
2: Are you going to sell any other boats to get it?
3: I've decided probably not. I think I'm just going to have a fleet of There you go. Boats. So I have an SS-107, P-127, RS-117, and then I'll have the RVR. Uh, So,
2: yeah. That's sweet. I can't wait to see that one. That one's going to be cool, too.
3: Yeah, that's going to be... Especially if you guys haven't listened to uh, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we did a show with Hans from Bonafide, and it was... like Watch it on YouTube, because he did 3D prints of the bow, the stern, like everything. And it was super technical and informative, and it really i think yeah. about that boat like twice a week
2: somebody messaged me about that they're like dude i thought that was the coolest thing he busted out those 3d printed things
3: dude it was like i think i said cool. it three times in the show i was like if you're not like if you're listening to this just pause it and pick it up when you get home because you need to see this because he yeah. like went into like he he talked about everything like the molded in handles for the front and you know just everything that's on that boat so i'm pumped for that boat that's gonna be sick um
2: it's yeah. pretty much the first look at it too. Like yeah, we were the
3: I think we were the very first place because uh they talked a little bit at, about it at iCast and they had like the promo, but we were the first show that had anything to do with asking technical questions and getting the inside scoop on stuff. So yeah, definitely cool. give it a listen. Oh great show. Great show. Um this was a
2: good show, man. I'm glad we oh got- I like the
3: show. Like, we've been talking about doing this for like two months. And every time you say, Hey, do you want to do the P127 review? It's like, eh, I think I need one more trip just to really yeah. solidify. And I did that like six times. So,
2: yeah, it's all good. You've had time in it, you're comfortable with it. So, it was a good chance we did it.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, you have any closing thoughts, Brad?
2: Uh, pineapple and pizza. Do you like it?
3: Ten out of ten. It's the best combo. combo it's the best combo you can have.
2: I like I it too, it.
3: dude. this stuff, the especially <laughs> if you get spicy pepperoni. You get a little mm. bit of spice, and then you get the sweet coolness of the pineapple. Mm. <laughs> mm. I dig it's it money. too, dude. I'm bad. <laughs> anyway, it. I'm bad. I'm
2: I'm, I'm it. That's it for me. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, I don't have anything else. If you can definitely, if you're looking at a new kayak and you're looking at a pedal kayak, go check out the P-127. Get in it first. Try to find a local kayak dealer for you. If you're in the, you know, southern western region or central western region of Ohio, go to Loveland Canoe and Kayak. Um, they can get you on the water, get you a demo one. Demo the boat first, but I I think it, you'll, you'll enjoy it. There's not a whole lot that you won't like. And uh, remember, check out Dark Horse Tackle that subscription service fantastic there's a there's a subscription for any price point that you're at and just like we showed at the beginning of the show there's always going to be something that you'll get that you'll enjoy so until next time paddle 20 20 off your first box but until next time we'll see you later tie good knots set good hook sets go catch them
2: unlike thanks me, for tuning in I to
1: another been been killer been episode in. here on paddle and finn
4: Join Waypoint TV and LG Channels in celebrating Great Outdoors Month. Presented by Battery Tender. Tune in every Tuesday and Sunday in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Channel 109 on your LG Smart TV. You can also watch Waypoint TV at LGChannels.com.